Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. On today's episode, we will be looking briefly at the Avalanche schedule, but the preseason schedule. We're not at the the, the grand poobah just yet. Let's let what just happened breathe a little bit, but we do have a preseason schedule out. The Avs make their first signing of this offseason with Andrew Cogliano. We will discuss that. Eric Johnson and his retirement plans or lack thereof. And Elliot Friedman also reporting on the Avalanche. Their top priorities seem to be Darcy Kemper and Val Nachuskin, but that doesn't stop the Mark Andre Fleury rumors from circling. Let's get to it. You're locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think the rumors for Marc-Andre Fleury will will subside for going to the Avalanche when he officially hangs them up. And maybe not even then. Maybe once he's like in the Hall of Fame, I think the rumors will eventually stop then. But until then, we're going to have to talk about it. Uh, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, everybody, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. And uh, thank you for following us and making this your first listen of the day. Like I said, follow us on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. Um, and I do want to say there's still some time left to vote on the Andre Burakovsky season grade. That is up right now on Twitter and on Instagram. So you can vote on one or both of those if you want to skew the voting, I guess. <laughs> there's nothing stopping you from going to vote on both of them um and so yeah that's up until i think about noon and then we will be discussing that grade what the people of twitter and instagram thoughts which is kind of neck and neck right now um as well as what kyle and i think of uh andre burkowski's grade my Um, ballot my ballot has been cast and i'm a little bit kinder than you were with abe kubel which surprises me a little bit because we're a little bit rough on berkey for the duration yeah. of the season. So uh, that'll be tomorrow. We'll be discussing that. For today, we did briefly, we got a, uh, a preseason schedule for the Avalanche. It's like, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, the more hockey, the better. But it's just like, man, like, okay, I guess we're, you know, we are, as much as we want to celebrate this Stanley Cup victory for as long as humanly possible, and we will for the duration of the mm-hmm. off season. The league doesn't wait for us to do that. So they put the preseason schedule out and we'll share it with you because why not? Starts on September 25th. They're playing three teams. They're playing Minnesota, they're playing Vegas, and they're playing Dallas. And they're playing each of those two, each of those three teams twice. Uh, one with a split squad. The one's at the 27th. Some squads are going to be playing Vegas. The other remaining squads are going to be playing playing against Minnesota. Both those games are in Denver. Um, and I think, you know, I don't get, I don't think many people get too excited for preseason. I think the only preseason that really gets people amped up is the NFL. And that's maybe, which is odd because it's like the most boring preseason. But I think it's just because people are excited that football season's here. But what are you taking out of this preseason schedule, if anything? 
dude, NHL preseason gets me going. That's I live. I like especially the actual the, games or just knowing that the season's around the corner. Well, like like you mentioned, like our first game is September twenty fifth. Like I and it's against Minnesota. And after all that time, like we're we're now just finishing the fourth of July. That's September twenty fifth. Like you are itching and you are you're done watching the ninety six like cup team mm-hmm. play all their games. You're w- done watching the 01. You're now going to be watching the 22 team going for the cup. Like you've exhausted literally everything at that point. Like you're excited. And like, it's always great to see Minnesota again, no matter what team they roll out on the ice. Like I look forward to these games. You remember it was last year. We had to watch like that janky Minnesota YouTube, like stream. Oh, just yeah. like we sat there yeah, and watched yeah, it yeah. together. It was, it was rough, but like, that's like, I get that same feeling like the NFL like I get that same way for the NHL preseason. So I'm excited. And especially like you'll get your first real look at this new avalanche team. So yeah, like even though the games are pretty crappy, like you're excited to see your boys out there skating around and being as a team. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get me excited where like, I have to sit down and watch the games. Uh, I'll seek them out. If there's some, um, you know, uh, eight bit version oh, that, 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 on that YouTube, game was so rough, everything else was on that. altitude. I but. forgot about that. Yeah, uh, but it is. It's just exciting that you know there's a preseason schedule out, and like you said, you know, it's starting October 25th. It's ending October 5th, and then the season starts right after that. And yeah. then, especially this year, like that's what you're looking forward to because that banner is going to go up. I want to know who they're playing game one. Because I want to know who's going to have to sit and watch that banner go up. And God, I hope it's Vegas. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. Uh, I, I don't know. but Or we so could get that, Nashville out there. They're really good at raising banners. They like banners. So maybe, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Whatever. That would be funny, though. Um, so, yeah, you have your preseason schedule. And the Avs get their first signing of the offseason in Andrew Cogliano. And I think he was one of those guys that was maybe on the verge of staying or leaving but he's one of those guys that you know with with them signing him it's a one-year deal 1.25 million dollars it's not breaking the bank for a guy you know what you're getting from him and i think that's why the ads want to bring him back he's not this young guy that just maybe outperformed himself for a season and you don't really know like if he's going into his age 26 year you know what i mean like you you know what you're getting andrew cogliano and they knew what they were getting from him when they traded for him they liked what they got i think it's a great move i i I like it's a good number and you know you can slot him in on a bottom six role and be comfortable with him out there yeah and we we mention all the time when it's like the cadre deal the all these other deals you want to have that loyalty deal i feel like Honestly, Cogliano could have been a one-year, one-million guy. I feel like the 1.25 is a, hey, thank you for last year. Like, I feel like they kind of overshot him a little bit. Like, that 1.25, I feel, was a thank you for everything last year. Sure. Come play with us one more time. So, there's no, I can't believe they gave him 1.25. Like, let's not go pitchforks and, like, flaming torches. Like, he did. Like, this is good. Like, and, and it's, you know it, what you know what you're getting out of Cogliano. You do, so. and I think it's a little bit interesting 
that they signed him. You know, Joe Sackick likes, you know, to to keep this team as young as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think he has to grow with it. Like the, all those guys you signed when they were young are obviously getting older. So he can't just get rid of those guys and just keep keeping this team on the bottom end of the 20s. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have those. So I think he's he I thought he would bring in veterans like he did at the trade deadline. Yeah. You know what I mean, he seems to do that, especially with, you know, when he brought in like when he brought back Soderberg, when he brought back Nemeth, like he was bringing back guys that are, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, low to mid 30 age. And I think he likes to do that on shade deadline. So to do it with, with Cogliano, who's 35, um, right off the bat, like, so you're going to have him, you're going to have Eric Johnson. If you try to bring Kadri back, he's 32, 33, you know? So I think he, it, it's an interesting dynamic that, Joe Sackick has to play with because you have those guys, you're you're guys that you grew up with. You're Gabe Landeskog's. He's approaching 30. You know, Rantanen's high end of, what's he, 27, 28. Same thing with with, uh, Nathan McKinnon. Like, all those guys are getting up, so you have to, you're you're still going to go with those guys. You're not going to get rid of them. So this is kind of like the the, new era for Joe Sackick and the Avalanche, where it was used to be just, youth 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 now it's like mid-range guys and i'm not going to completely ignore those elder statesmen because it's good to have those guys on your team and instead of getting inheriting them on the trade deadline i'm going to bring them in right off the bat beginning of the season yeah and you also have to think like we mentioned it when we talked to producer drew like camp is coming up training camp like a full training camp and like there's some eagles going to be there like we talked mm-hmm. about like Cogliano. Yes, he's older, but there are going to be a couple Eagles fighting for that position because you know what you're getting out of that bottom six. You know what your forwards look like. Right. There are going to be some guys that honestly, that bottom six, all of it's up for grabs. Honestly, like, ah, uh, but not for him. Not, not I mean, for, you, no, no, not for Cogliano. Yeah. But okay. like to have Cogliano there during that training camp, like, hey, bud, why don't you like, like pushing those guys? Yeah, like, yeah. Like try, you know what you're getting out of that one year. Like, pull a pull a guy aside. Like, hey, why don't you like run it this way, shoot it right. this way. Like, this is what I did here when I was insert name here. Like, sure, it's it's one of those peer to peer things, and I feel like you're buying that like that old guy story. Like, where you're like, okay, yeah, let me let me try that, and it's a well, like we were saying yesterday, like <clears throat> the abs they're going to want to start to bring these younger guys up at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you brought your youth up as your core. Um, and now you do need, I mean, you can't just have those guys and like, you got to have a good dynamic. You got to have a good range. And I think that's a good point. I think bringing up some during training camp, the younger guys, which eventually will take the, the uh, more of a role can learn from, you know, those, those guys like Cogliano and Eric Johnson and things like that. So yeah, that's, that's a good point. What do you think this means for, you know, signings? Everybody's looking and we'll get to, uh, you know, Nachuskin and, and guys like that, like the ones that you want to see done first. Those are more complicated deals than than for, you know, someone like Andrew Cagliano. That's a pretty simple deal. Hey, this is what we're offering. You know, there's not much going back and forth for that. You think we'll see a few more of those first before we get to the big guns like like. Darren Helm, if they want to resign him, like Nico Sturm, if they want to bring him back. I think this is what you see in the beginning 
before you get to the big fish. Yeah, Darren Helm, like Sturm, is one of those that you're kind of, you don't know what you're getting there. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, that one you don't know, Darren Helm, that's a possibility. Like, if he comes right back through the door, maybe the same, like, one year, maybe, I doubt it's any more than that. I, think I love him back. Yeah. <laughs> I he, would absolutely love that guy back. I, I would, too. And if yeah. it's a carbon copy of this deal right here, oh, sign me up. Let's go. Yeah. Let's run it back. Absolutely. And then you have, you know, two depth guys for not that much, but depth guys aren't anyway. But um, I, I'd i like to see him done, like I said, minus your the, the big names. As far as depth guys goes, I, I would love to see Darren Helm get done next yep. and get that out of the way. So. And and they're not going to be occupying a spot on this roster all year long. Like honestly, like these bodies can only give you 50, 60 games out of 82 game regular season. Well, um <clears throat> I, you never know. I mean, I mean injuries are a fluky thing. You have no idea. And and you know, with another age comes another age of aching bones and you're playing a, a pretty brutal sport and you know, and Helm's, Helm's game is kind of predicated on some speed. So maybe he yeah. loses a step here. And there, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that go into it, but um, I'm okay with this Cogliano signing. I think it's a really good uh, deal for the Avs. And uh, I would love to see Helm, like you said, something similar, bring him back. Even if it's for a year, uh, I'm okay with that. Follow it up. All right, let's hear from Bet Online and then Eric Johnson, when you were kind of uh, throwing out possibilities of, of retirement maybe pump the brakes on that just a little bit but first betonline.net it's your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info and i mean i guess you could bet on if you think eric johnson's going to retire some news today might have the odds going in a different direction but i mean why not take a long shot at it uh you can find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's Major League Baseball season with the All-Star game coming up, I think, right around the corner, is it not? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting and eSports, and it remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sporting events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action betonline.net where the game starts. Eric Johnson <clears throat> can't say, I mean, his off season has been interesting. He oh. has found that Instagram live button and uh, he, he is using, I, I think he's worn out that button on his uh, smartphone. <laughs> it's a riot watching this guy celebrate. So, in that I'm aspect, a data plan, <laughs> um, in that aspect, you know, you love seeing like, especially hockey players, you love seeing them be a little bit more out there because usually they're not. So when they're doing things like this, you just eat it up. And for the abs and for as faithful, like they are big Eric Johnson fans. He's, he's a crowd favorite. He's a fan favorite. And a lot of people were questioning you and I both. You saw him skating around in an empty arena at Amelie Arena down in Tampa. After everything was said and done, he went back out and just skated around. I mean, it, you can't look at that and say, like, that's a guy who's contemplating his future. Yeah. And he was living it up at the parade, even the couple of days that followed the parade. It's just 
it wasn't out of character, but you know, putting everything out there on social media every time he did that, I'm just like, I think he's, I think he's going to phone it in. Why not? You end on a cup final, everything that you've been chasing your entire year, you still have one year left on your deal. I get that for $6 million. Money's really probably not important to him right now. But we got today from Elliot Friedman that he had spoken to him and and Johnson said he's got no plans to retire. And the thing that I took out of it was it seemed like even after next year when his contract runs out, he might even want to play beyond that. So we're going to get Eric Johnson for next year. I think everybody's happy with that for the most part. Uh, but are you a little surprised that he's coming back? You thought he was going to end this, you know, like we were making fun of, uh, you know, riding his horses off into the sunset. It's going to have to be put on hold for a little while. I don't think EJ has stopped drinking since we won the cup. <laughs> and no. I, you know, I don't, when I, when I read that today, I don't know if I fully believe it yet still. Really? We just talked about how beneficial training camp is. This is the thing that once the adrenaline of the winning the cup with your boys, like once that kind of settles down and then you have to start getting ready for training camp, getting your body back into hockey shape, because guess what? Every member of this avalanche team just beat their bodies up a little bit more sure. celebrating this cup. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Right. So now you got to get out of bed. You got to get back in shape. Yeah, you could say with like being the champion of the world. Yeah, I'm definitely coming back. Like, let's do this again. But then your body's going to tell you another story, right? And I I feel like the story's not done yet with EJ. I feel like this he's going to. We'll have to see if he's there at training camp. Then there's your answer. But I there's a lot of time between now and training camp, and I just don't know if, especially when you hear him talking. I heard his interview with uh the chicklets guys mm -hmm. and the way he talked about like his health and his body i just don't know like how can you flip a switch like that well <clears throat> on, on one end like everything that i just laid out it would make sense why he would retire mm -hmm. uh, on the other end you know we always say like these guys that finally win it these guys are in the twilight of their career and and it's a great story that they finally went like john elway Right. And here's a perfect example. John Elway. You, we know everything that he went through and then he finally wins it. And right after that first one, they were asking questions like, are, are you done? Are you going to retire? And then he took some time and then he's like, I'm not done. I'm not I don't I'm not done competing. Yeah. And I think for when, when when we have guys like, you know, John Elway and Eric Johnson and they finally get one. And like I said, they're at the end of their careers. We all think like that's the perfect ending, like, like right off into the sunset. That's the perfect ending. But for these guys, they've never won one before and they've never defended it either. True. So I Very think true. they want that as well. I think they want the feeling of how do I play on the following season defending it? And, and, you know, I think for Eric Johnson, I think what lines up perfectly is what's happening. He won the cup. He's got one more year left on his deal play that as a defending champion. And then when that's all said and done, if you, if you win another one next year, 
I, I think, all right, what else you got to prove, man? You know what I mean? Like you, you've won two in a row. You're the number one overall pick. Like you're beloved in, in Colorado. Uh, then you then you rethink it. Because after next year, I don't know. I wouldn't even know if if the, the Avalanche would, would want him to sign yeah. him for an, another deal. You know what I mean? Like now you're getting – I think now then it would be time to hang it up. So I, I get it. I get, I could see both ways, but for, for an athlete, for these guys just love competing, he's not ready to, to end it. And I genuinely think he wants to play a season as a defending champion. Yeah, and it, it's the same thing like when we were talking about the preseason schedule. We're like, can we not still celebrate this cup? But like mm-hmm. eventually you got to go back to work, and EJ's got to go back to work. And we'll see if that drive – and. The, to defend it is still there. Like you're, yeah, you bring up a great point. Like he's still got one more year. It's not like we're yeah. asking him like the abs to sign him and like, he's got one more year. He's promised one more year. So yeah. we'll see and how you, it goes. You look at, like I said, like with John Elway, he did the, uh, he did the following year, won another one. And then he's like, I, I'm, I've won two in a row. <clears throat> His body was, was just failing him. So he's like, now's the perfect time. And then you look at a guy like Peyton Manning, won one earlier in his career and then didn't win one till the end. And then when they get that second one, he's like, what, I'm, I, I'm done. I'm done. So um, I I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves with I mean, he says he's coming back and I don't want to I don't want to look beyond that year next year that he says he's coming back. But <clears throat> if things go the way that that they go, like, say, John Elway's career. Could be the last one, but I would want to know. I would want to know, like, go for him to say, like, going into next year, like, this is going to be it. Yeah, I like when you can celebrate those guys during the the regular season, and they just don't like throw it on you when the season's over or in in April when they're like, yeah, this is going to be it for me. Because then you look back and like, oh, I would have like appreciated it a little bit more. So I'm not saying he owes us anything, but it would just be it'd be nice to know a little bit ahead of time, EJ. If you yeah. want to throw it out there, come on, come on it the takes, show and announcement if you want to. Yeah. Know. Come on, EJ, come on here. Talk <laughs> about it. We'll make you a cake. It takes a while to make a cake. I can't uh, just throw one together. Yeah. Or, or eggnog cookies. Eggnog cookies. There you go. All right. Uh, more from Elliot Friedman said the abs are focused on Darcy Kemper and Val Nachuskin. Nachuskin. We knew they, that's going to be a primary focus. I, I, it doesn't surprise me that they want Darcy Kemper back. I figured that he would be someone that they want to negotiate with, uh, but he's going to be an interesting one. N- Nachuskin, I feel like they can afford. I, I don't feel like there is a team. Maybe there is. There's 31 other teams in this league. Maybe there's a team that just throws ridiculous money at Val Nachuskin. Um, and even if they do, I don't know. I just We were talking about it yesterday with producer Drew. I just feel like he is so thankful to the avalanche franchise that uh, the things that we were saying with Philip Grubauer on, you know, them being a little bit close and he took the extra five, $600,000. I I just kind of get a vibe that if that's the case with another team, Nachuskin won't do that. I don't, I I feel like he'll stay here. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he's big or high on their list. And it does not surprise me that Darcy Kemper is either. Yeah, I Nuke is one of those that you feel like it's going to get done. It'll probably be done as soon as 
you hear this episode. It has that feeling. You think so? Like, you think so? Like he feels like number one, like who you want back. And it's not like he's going to Boston. That's where Jim Montgomery is. And Rick mm. Bonus is in Winnipeg. So those are two guys mm. that gave up on him. So um, yeah, I just sure. like, I feel like Nuke coming back is inevitable. Darcy Kemper, I would love to hear what terms they're talking and how close they are because that that interests me. And like for him to be, I haven't heard a peep about Nazem Kadri. So let's uh no nothing yet nothing yet nothing yet i mean but that that'll pick up that'll pick up but how i'm 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 feeling like there's gonna be teams that that want valachuskin don't get me wrong um i think because of the the slim pickings at the goalie position i think i just feel like there's gonna be a team that offers kemper more than than what he deserves i want to say uh, I do. I just think that, and now he's got the the championship on his back. I don't. I don't know what that team is. Could it be Edmonton? Maybe uh, that just throws ungodly money at him, and and that would maybe pull him away. I don't know. I I, I get it. I, I have a good vibe about Nachuskin at a good number. And I feel the complete opposite. And you would think it would be the opposite. I feel like between those two guys, I think Nachuskin is the more valuable player. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like, you know, he's staying put. And I think someone's going to throw crazy money at Darcy Kemper because goalies, you know, you, you can, if you, if you miss out on, on Don Nachuskin, you can find another forward. There's, you know, hundreds of forwards to choose from and not much for, goalies so that's why i feel like there's a team that's just gonna overpay for darcy kemper and i i wouldn't fault him for taking it but i kind of feel that that he will i want him back yeah but i just don't have a good feeling that he's staying yeah i you definitely feel like yeah you mentioned it's it's hard to find a good comparable goalie in free agency this year Mm -hmm. so it's easy to go out there and overpay darcy kemper and i've Best of luck if you do, bud. But if you stay, it's going to be the best situation. But you got to right. work with this money wise. Nuke, it's going to be a lot. I honestly, I'll say this right now: it's going to be harder to replace Nuke than it is Darcy Kemper. Uh, for what he brings to this team and how he meshes and gels, like we talked about it when he was injured, like you miss him, like mm-hmm. the team misses him. The vibe, it's just it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, um, you can <clears throat> you could swap a goalie. All day long, we've done it time and time again. Nuke is going big to be risk. a big miss. It, you, you, I mean, I think you'd miss both these guys, but I do. I think I think you'd miss Nuchuskin more, obviously. Yeah. Um, and and with that, once again, we are getting Mark Andre Fleury rumors heading to Col- not that he's heading to Colorado. Package him with be- Sidney Crosby, please. Yeah. Just get it over with. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and Taylor Hall for some. He's like he's a yeah. Of course. Um, even though he's not a free agent, but you know what I mean? Um, oh. I get it. I mean, he's a free agent. It would, I mean, would it make sense? I guess. I don't know. Like I, I don't feel like the abs would go down that road unless it was necessary. You know what I mean? Sure. There's probably going to have some conversations with him 
just to do their due diligence, see where his head's at. Because it seems like for the past like couple of years, every time the season's over, the question is, is Marc-Andre Fleury going to be the one to retire? Yeah. And he keeps hanging around, and that's his right. And, you know, it's like he, like we said before with Eric Johnson, like he's not ready to finish competing. Um, I, I just don't know what the interest is. I think the interest for the Avalanche is not because they, they, they want him to take over the spot. I think it's more or less like if we can't sign Kemper and somebody else that may be high on our list, then we'll go the flurry route. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I just don't get the impression that the ads want to bring him in to be the guy because he's 37 years old, 30. I don't know what his birthday is going to be 38 at the start of the season. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Fine. Say so he's 37 years old. Like, I, I, I don't, I'm just not there. You love the guy. He's got a great personality, just like Darcy Kemper. But, and I was talking with somebody on online about it. Just sign him for two years. If if you can't get the Kemper deal done, you sign Flurry for two years, and then you know, then what do you do with you have your boy Frankie as another backup? And at some point, you got to bring up Eustace Annanen. Is that like we were saying before with this training camp stuff? Flurry would be a, a, a good, you know, father figure for someone like Annanen. I don't know. I, I'm just, I can't get there. I can't get there as to why the, the need would be for Flurry other than they have no other options. For the benefit of everyone watching on YouTube, you can read my lips. And for everyone listening, I'm going to get real close to your ear holes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. For for Mark what Andre, reason though? He almost retired ten games into the season last year. Like yeah. he's been moved, and it was like you're going to get maybe twenty or thirty games out of him in Colorado. Mark Andre Fleury is at a point in his life where he doesn't want to keep moving around to get traded, and like every day, if he has a bad game, is this Mark Andre Fleury? Is this the end of Mark Andre Fleury? This is not the storyline we need in Colorado. Like, what does he have to prove by coming to Colorado? What else is on the table? Like, we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you're not going to stop hearing these storylines until he's in the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame goalie. Like, he doesn't have anything to prove, and coming to Colorado does nothing for him. Like, if you want Mm -hmm. to go somewhere and disappear, go play in Vancouver. Like, you don't have to come here and go through the training camp and go through everything and then hear, oh, Frankie's going to surpass Flower, or here comes Eustace Annanen. Like, we don't need Marc-Andre yeah. Fleury because his body can't hold up. He's not the same as he used to be. Yes, it's a great story, but I 20 or 30 games possibly out of Fleury is not going to be enough to like wow me but i don't think Bring he would want to come here with that in mind like if he, if he came here it, it would be on i am the starter and i'm playing way more than 20 or 30 games you know what i mean he's, he's only his, one year removed from a vesna trophy season i feel like his body says otherwise uh yeah i mean well that's always that's always in the cards for someone his age and especially yep. that goal that's always something that yeah but but that's and, also true for every other player on the team sure maybe it's a little bit more because of his age but um, I, I kind of, I, I feel like he's, he's not going to go somewhere to be a liability. Um, it's, it's two different aspects. You have to look at it. You have to look at it from his point of view. And I don't, I think if he genuinely felt he couldn't hold up for the duration of a season, he would walk away. But if he's hanging around and he's not a guy that's going to want to be a backup, 
know what I mean? He, he is a career starter. So he's going to want to go somewhere to play the bulk of the games. If he feels like that's in Colorado, then he might have some interest in Colorado. I just don't know if that's reciprocated. I don't know if the Avalanche are saying like our, our, our where we are in goal right now and where we have these guys ranked is we're going to have Marc-Andre Fleury over Darcy Kemper. That's not happening. That is not happening. And it's like I said before, if Kemper goes somewhere else, it was kind of like what they did had to do with Philip Grubauer. Yep. Grubauer was was number one on the list of, of shoring up their goalie situation. He left. It's like, okay, now, now, now that it's panic mode, but it a little bit was, and they gave up a pretty penny to bring Kemper in. It worked out in the end, but I that's not the same deal to, to go get Marc-Andre Fleur. If you have to, then I think you do it because he's still got some gas in the tank. But I think there's other guys. And if other guys are, it's not like it, it's Darcy Kemper one and it can't get him. Marc-Andre Fleury is number two. I would put Huso up there at number two. Yes. And I might even put Huso at like 1A. I deal with those two guys simultaneously uh, and, and see what the better deal is. And if that doesn't work out, I think you would have no no option but to at least entertain bringing Fleury in. But he's not option number one. I feel like Flower has the same problem that Darcy Kemper has. When anyone else in the league mentions Darcy Kemper, you think Arizona. When you hear Flower, you think Vegas. He's put on two jerseys since then. Yeah, and I I implore you to well, go back and look at his Chicago stint. Um, the man lost his love for hockey in Chicago. Bad team, Minnesota, though, man. That's a Minnesota. bad team. Well, goes to Minnesota, the quote unquote state of hockey, until we uh, took that from you. And uh, <laughs> I guess that kind of lit his fire a little bit, but like, but then they and then he, they benched him. Exactly. Which I don't know why. I don't I, I don't understand that, but I don't agree it's, with it. It's not a storyline and a caliber player the Avalanche need right now. Honestly, and like no. everybody loves to bring it up in the YouTube comments. Um, Team Frankie, I'd rather take Darcy and Kipper than Mark Andre Fleury. Oh god, yeah. I, I would. Especially after what he just did with this team. Yep. The comfortability is there, yeah. So I don't know, man, we, we, we shall see, like, this is the interesting stuff of the off season. Um, I don't know. Well, it starts next week, which, uh, we'll be watching with a keen eye on so many things with the abs. The goalie position is definitely one of them. So I don't know. I, I like they, they, they won with this team. You would have to imagine they want to bring back as many guys as possible to recreate it. And, and of course, add some pieces. If Kadri walks, obviously you need someone to replace him. So do you go out? where into into the free agency market to find something that's what i'm saying like you want to bring back as many as possible and the guys you can't you need to replace them with something somebody as good which that's going to be tricky for the abs you can't bring in someone and say like let's hope he's as good as nazim kadri you have to bring him in and know that he will be so we got to see if uh, joe's got some tricks up his sleeve so all right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for today. We'll be back tomorrow with that Andre Burkowski grade. There's still some time to vote if you haven't done so yet. Head on over to Twitter or Instagram and vote. Um, and then if we get any other news that comes out during the day, obviously we will be talking about that tomorrow as well. But until tomorrow, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Selly. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow.
Go, Abs, go.